Yeah, I like that. That's good. Well, welcome, everybody, to uh, the Be The Man podcast. That's the normal introduction yeah. that I do. If you're online on the live stream, thank you for joining us on Facebook. I am just super excited that you guys are here and that this is our first live stream of a podcast night. We normally do it in the, the back room <laughs> of Johnny's office, but today... We're live and in person, live streaming it out to folks. No, and no editing tonight. No editing. No post no, edit. No cutting. None of that, No brother. cutting any of no that. No post edit, brother. So I hope you guys are doing great. Pastor Stacy, how are you doing, man? I always ask you that when we start out. So let me know what's going on I'm in your phenomenal, mind. I'm phenomenal, man. I'm stoked. I'm so happy to be sitting right here. Uh, I know that you guys can see us. we got Nolan up here with us tonight kicking this thing off and glad to have him. But man out here has got, got these guys sitting. Here's about 30, 31 of us here tonight just uh, honored the Lord and, and looking to hear from him and excited to be in this room with these guys just waiting to see what the Lord does uh, Eli will tell you that's how we roll yep. uh, we wait to Amen. see what the Lord does I got a few notes but I just trust him to to do what only he can do and I'm glad you guys are here glad you guys are here so the, the foundation of be the man uh, it, it's in the first couple pages of this book so for you guys on the live stream you might not uh, you don't have this with you but the guys in here do uh, this is a little little writing that I did uh, I went back through the first couple episodes pastor Stacy did and then uh, that I hopped on with on that fifth episode it just kind of highlights the the foundational principles of what it means to be a godly man in your life and when pastor Stacy came to me uh, in October of 2020 I wrote this in there. The, his vision and his goal and his aim was to reach men to discover their original plan for God, but also to be the man that God calls them to be, to love their spouse as Christ loved the church. That's our scripture from Ephesians chapter 5, walking in love and to be the man that God has called us to be. Amen. That is our job description, guys. If you want to know what the Lord is about you doing in your marriage. It's loving your wife in the way that Christ has loved the church. And we've explored. How many episodes now, Eli? This one will be 49. Be dropping on Monday, right? Be yep. 49. Hard to believe that. Yep. All exploring just how we can do that. How can we love our wives in the way Christ loved the church? I, I prayed and asked the Lord. I said, man... Father, help me in, in one little sentence encapsulate 50 episodes, if I possibly can, and, <laughs> and kind of the teaching and the idea behind uh, loving your wife and the way that Christ has loved the church. I wrote this down. Nolan, I'm a note guy. I know Nolan's a spreadsheet guy. Dang he right. is, man. So he likes my notes up here. I know. It. Well, you probably can't read them, but you like them, brother. I, I, I wrote this down. Here's, here's my thought that the Lord gave me. You know, baby gets my best. I think if you want to know what be the man means and how to love your wife in the way that Christ loved the church, it means you have to have this attitude all the time that she gets my best. And, and beyond that, we might even say she gets the best. No one does Emily get your best from you. I mean, does she get the best when you're choosing between what she gets and what you get in the household? Does she get the best? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, like that. I love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I was getting scared a minute there, brother. <laughs> I was getting scared. Uh, so I, I, I thought of this the other morning. It's pretty cold tonight. Uh, it's going to be even colder tomorrow. I thought about this the other day. Um, and don't, don't hold this against me, but we have Ford automobiles at our household. Some of y'all might like uh -oh. that. Ford, Ford well, men, anybody out there? A Ford man? Hey, all right. I'm not alone in yes, the house. I, I'm sorry. I feel it. I, I'm sorry. So uh, we have these Ford vehicles sitting outside. Uh, did, they, did, they, did they start? Yeah, barely. Uh, yeah, barely. Um, a, I love you, Eli. Yeah, barely. Um, so a really cold morning. We're up, and, and one of them has 
all the bells and whistles on it, so to speak. You know, it has the you know, seat warmers, the back scratchers, the, the whole nine yards is on this the car, back man. Oh. And it has this remote start key, you know. So from inside the house, you have a really, oh, really yeah. cool thing, man, that on the coldest day, you know, a car starts up. The other one has an old-fashioned start key. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got to go out, try to pray the doors aren't froze shut, and, and try to hope they open and get in and start it and run back in the house and wait on it to warm up just a little bit. And, 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 and I'll ask you men, who do you think gets the one that has the remote start, that the steering wheel's <laughs> heated up and the seat's heated up and everything's ready to go without ever having to go outside. Do you think I go out and get Ooh. in that car and leave in the morning, or do you think Mom goes out and gets in the car? Mm-hmm. That's, 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 absolutely, you got it. And I never really even thought about that till the other day. And she should. That's, that's to me, is the, is the mindset that we must adopt if we're going to adopt. These principles point us toward that mindset, that I always want her to have the best. I carried in a couple of tuna steaks from the grill the other night. You ever, you ever get two steaks and one of them's bigger than the other or something Every like time. that? I, man, it always turns out that way. So I carry two in, and I'm thinking, wonder which one of these I should give her. You know, In your mind, you think these things. And I thought, she loves tuna steak. That's why I made it. I'm going to give her the biggest one. I'm going to take it in the living room and set it right there with her, and we're going to do our thing. So that mindset, fellas, will go a long way in encouraging you to love your bride as Christ has loved the church. Now, Christ is our model, and I'm going to put my pastor's hat on, if that's okay. How many of y'all are glad? I get emotional when I think about this. How many of y'all are glad? Then when it comes to your relationship with your heavenly father, that he loved you enough to give you his very, very best. Amen. Amen to that. That is the model. I get the best from him. I get it every time. I get his best. Mm. He doesn't give me half of himself. He doesn't give me a, a fraction. I was praying with a fellow up in the hospital just this week. And I uttered these words before I prayed it in prayer, and it just came to me fresh in in that room. Right here in Mission Hospital, we have all of your attention. I don't understand that. I don't know how that works. But we had all of his attention, not some of it. And the beauty is wherever you were in that moment, as his child, you had all of his attention. Not a portion of it, not a fraction of it. You had it all. You have his very best. And that really, to me, encapsulates and underscores all the principles in this book. And if you go through those 49 episodes and more to come, you're going to see that these principles occur over and over and over. These are the fundamentals, guys, of, of what we're really talking about in loving our wives and the way Christ loved the church. I've talked too much. You guys want to say anything? I, I just think there's the, the, the foundational principle is definitely, you know, modeling how Christ loved the church. And I reference 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We talked about this. We went through a little series in the podcast of, you know, love is patient, love is kind. We went through all those principles. And one of the things that struck me in that conversation was how we talked about the love that Christ has for us obviously is the model, and that love is unconditional. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no real condition behind it. We don't have to do anything in order for him to love us. He just loves us because we are his children. And that's the exercise we need to, to model here. And sometimes it can seem difficult. I, as Paul's writing this, you know, it says love is patient, love is kind, love doesn't envy, it doesn't boast. Amen. And for us, if you go back through and listen to those episodes, we talked about them more in depth. But to kind of encapsulate that, 
it's that's a tough model as yes, a, as a man sometimes yes. because our our nature might be to to pull away from that to to come away from these sappy sort of love feelings. But the reality is, you told from the the first podcast to never stop dating your your spouse, that's to, exactly to never right. stop pursuing because Christ pursues us. He's he's he stands at the door and knocks. We just got to open it up and let him in and pursue our spouses. I love that. I love it. Yeah. So we talk a lot about spousehood. That's been the launch of this. Yep. Is is, is being the man in the arena of marriage and, and how you relate to your wife. And guys, these principles are golden uh, that are in this book for you, and, and those podcasts will help you a lot. But it ultimately isn't about the book or the podcast. It's about what the Lord has for you in your home mm-hmm. with your spouse. And my hope is that if you catch one thought that equips you to love your wife more thoroughly and more like Jesus Christ uh, models f- for us in the way of His love, that it will be well worth it. Just make sure she gets the big steak, the big piece of chicken. That's where you start, okay? <laughs> Some guys think, I've had guys say, well, pastor, I can do that, but what if she, what if she just keeps taking and never gives? Let me just tell you something. You posture yourself in that way, and all of a sudden you begin to make her, you say baby gets my best, you know what she's going to start doing instinctively? Mm-hmm. Is all of a sudden yeah. he gets my best. I'm telling you. It is phenomenal to watch what happens when people selflessly turn loose of of all their desires and just begin to sow into their mate. To watch your wife do the same thing, it happens every time. I always tell Emily, you can fill my cup way better than I ever could. Amen. And vice versa. I can do things for you that, so we want to carry our own burdens, but when she does something for me, have mercy. It's it's just so much better. Powerful. Together. I like it. And you guys go to the the page where it's the job description. I, I wanted to read this little section here because it it just it encapsulate what Nolan just said very well. And I wrote this little quote in there from it was the very first episode. Uh, Pastor Stacy and I were sitting down there in the shed, and he wrote or he said this. He said, "I've been married to my bride Tammy for 34 years, and we have just had the time of our life." Pastor Stacy says that he, he's not even sure why or how his marriage was going so well, and the only thing he can equate to his marital success is the Holy Spirit intervening and the Lord being the center of their lives together. And I think that's what you know what Pastor Stacy just said, and what what you just were kind of equating to was that with the Lord in the center of your relationship, then there's there's really no other there's no better outcome than you that. You can't lose. You can't lose, man. I wish it was my cleverness, Eli. I wish it was. <laughs> I wish I was smart and and could come up with the right thing at the right time. But it's not. It's the Holy Spirit uh, leading. And and if you step through those, if you want to look through them right quick, I'm not going to preach these or teach these. Uh, but Eli has done such a good job. You look at connection. Uh, you know, I hear people say, "I'm drifting apart. I'm yeah. drifting apart." Mm-hmm. You have to keep that connection alive, which is what Eli was talking about. Perspective. How do you look at your bride? What, what is your perspective of your wife? Is she the most precious possession? I can say without a doubt that my bride is the greatest thing that God ever gave to me outside of a personal relationship with Him. I have two beautiful daughters. Uh, I see Jim, good friend of mine. We share uh, a son and a daughter at this point. Uh, they're married to each other, Nick and, and Rachel. I have two sons that are in my life that uh, the Lord has given me. I, I love all of them so very much, but at the end of the day, my perspective is they're really important and I love them a whole lot, but they're not near as important or near as precious a gift to me as my bride is in my life. And you can keep that perspective. You're doing good. Communication, guys' words are important. I've been preaching about that a little bit on Sunday mornings, okay? Leave it. Isn't that right, Kobe? You got sometimes you gotta just say leave, leave it. it. Don't 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 say what you, oh I didn't mean to do that. Don't say what you're thinking right there. How about anticipation? 
having the ability to look ahead and see what your wife needs and meeting that need before she even knows she has it, that's big. How about compassion? A powerful tool helps us navigate our relationships. If you can empathize with where your bride is, that's a really big deal. Trying to put yourself in her position, in her place, it's good. Romance. Uh, Eli alluded to that. How often are you pursuing your bride romantically, and what about her are you pursuing? So, Nolan, you mentioned Emily, man, and how she fills your cup. I'm not going to put you on the spot. You don't have to talk about anything you don't want to talk about. I love <laughs> so, how, how do you pursue her? Do you, I know you do, so I'm going to tee this up for you. Do you still see her as worthy of pursuing in your life? I, I tell her, try to do every day and just let her know and say, I, I'm so thankful for you. Mm. Mm. So thankful. Whether that's a text or an immediate hug when I get home and just say, I, I could not even imagine my life without you. I know mm. that's a cliche. I know people say that a lot. But truly, when I think about life without her, she magnifies things just, it's, it's perfect. She's, she's such a go-getter. She pushes our family. She's such a really good mom. Mm. And I just, even now, just makes me smile. She's awesome you better believe it you better believe it man and you should see these two in small group together too they're they're a joy man they 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 give us so many gold nuggets in small group and we're going to let we we have him up here for a reason right now so we're going to get to this in just a minute so romance uh how about dreaming you know i'm big on this uh two people pulling the same direction two people with a goal you you can accomplish anything man and i think sometimes we get caught up in the business of life and quit looking ahead to what the Lord has for us and, and dreaming outside the box. I believe on page 33, balance is, is big to me. Um, we've talked about a lot of topics in those 49 episodes, but you have to learn that balance, okay, uh, in, in your relationship. You have to know how to apply these um, in balance and in connection with one another. And certainly managing different aspects of your life can be a challenge. I'm going to let you speak to that in fatherhood just in a few minutes. We're gonna, you're going you're gonna to be able to talk about balance, I promise you. Uh, and the conclusion there in the end, man, being a man in today's society can be challenging and overwhelming experience. It can. And I think what the Lord is doing for us right here tonight and in the future, as Rob said, we'll have him up here tonight too, is, is starting to do a real work in the hearts and the lives of men and yeah. us realizing that we have to have each other, yeah. that we need to learn from each other, that we need to walk with each other, that, that we need to stand with each other, that we need to pray for with each, over each other and pray with each other so that we're able to engage this culture and leverage our relationship with Jesus somehow to win others. So that's kind of the founding principles of, of, of Be The Man right there in that little handout. I want you to take it with you and, and know that everything else we talk about really revolves around those things, okay? And as, you know, as, as we talk about this job description too, you know, one of the things before we segue into fatherhood, it's important to note that, you know, statistics are showing more and more that men are under scrutiny, but really marriage is too. Yes. Um, a lot, there's a lot of divorces. There's a lot of marriages that are failing because of these foundational principles are not founded on the rock of Jesus Christ and just on the, the basic tenets of marriage. 
And as men, I think it's important to, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, to come together, link arms, link shoulders together, mm. hold each other accountable, mm. uh, be there for one another, pray together. That's one of the things we're going to do tonight, too. Yep. And just kind of make sure that, that you're checking in on one another. There's, like I said, men, marriage, um, brotherhood, all that. We're, we're under scrutiny. And there are people are watching us. They're waiting for our leadership. And we need to step up as men and, and, and be the leaders that, that God's called us to be. And so to transition into fatherhood, uh, I want to, you know, see what we got Nolan up here for a reason. You want to talk about that, Pastor? Yeah, you, you guys give Nolan a hand. I, I just kind of put him on the spot and brought him up here. I, I thought he would just do such a good job with this, and he will. Yes. So we've talked about spousehood a lot for a year, really. We've talked about that a lot. Um, we've even branched a little couples podcast. It's come out of this podcast. It's talking about marriage among couples. But as men, there are other arenas in our lives that we need to take this same approach with, and we need to handle just as seriously yeah. um, in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ as others. One of those is fatherhood. So we talk about spousehood, but what about fatherhood? Those of us in how many of y'all in the room are blessed? Isn't fatherhood a blessing? I see Adam and Evan out there, man. He's got his buddy with him tonight, his son, and I see Daryl and Colby out here. I can just look at all these different places, fathers and sons all around the room right here. And man, how cool it is to be a dad. That's, that's a really cool thing. I think about the fact that we get to call the God of this universe. Think about that, man. We get to call the God of this universe. What do we get to call him? You better believe it. We get to call the God of this universe Daddy. Abba. Daddy. Father. That's possible because of the life and work of Jesus Christ. He was the first one that introduced this concept, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Of calling Jehovah God Father. He got in a little trouble when he started calling Jehovah Father. But when he taught us to pray in the model prayer, didn't he say pray this way? Uh, our Father, our Abba, okay, our Daddy in heaven. Man, that rocks some people's world right there. And tonight, everything we are as fathers, I hope that my model, my pattern for fatherhood is that of my Daddy, my Heavenly Father, and that of Jesus Christ as he walked on this earth. Maybe you're not a pop yet, I'm telling you. Uh, some out here are about to be a pop, right? here out here before too long, and uh, maybe you're a grandpop. Anybody out here granddad? Any, oh, Amen. we got a lot of granddads in here tonight. <laughs> I'm not quite there yet. One of these days uh, that'll happen, and I'll get to experience that if the Lord so wills it, and I know that's a wonderful thing. I, I think as we go through, I want you to be mindful of this too, guys, that, uh, you know, I have... One earthly father in my life, my dad is super, love him more than life, but I have a ton of spiritual fathers. How many of y'all can say that you have somebody in your life, a man, that was a spiritual father to you? Maybe more than one. Amen. You guys out yep. there? Amen. Yeah, I bet you guys that are picking this up too can say that, and I'm thankful for that. I think sometimes that's an underestimated role in people's lives. I go back through how I grew up. Um, you guys, a lot, most of you guys know this, but I grew up right here at Trinity, man. I've been here ever since I was a little bitty thing. I mean, five, maybe six years old when I first came here. And I always tell the church people, if, if you don't like how I do things or what I'm doing, you have to own some of that because you really raised me up right here. There's so many spiritual fathers that are still here in this place with me. And that's an underestimated role. We just couldn't do it 
without those kind of men in our lives to mentor us, to be patterns for us, even if our earthly fathers are not the kind of spiritual patterns that we need and the spiritual model that we need, thank God uh, for, for spiritual fathers in our life. And we need them, don't yeah. we? We need godly men in young men's life. I, I have one of those up here with me. This is Noah, uh, not Noah, I, I was, this is Nolan Cole right here. Noah built the ark. Nolan <laughs> has got a family big too. enough to put yeah, on the ark. He does. The ark, yeah. Tell us about your family. How many kids you got? I'm so excited to hear you talk about you and Emily's family right here. Tell us about what the Lord is doing in your life from a fatherhood perspective. Yeah, um, so me and Emily have been married for almost 14 years now. Awesome. We have an 11-year-old daughter, Woo! and we have four-year-old triplets. Woo! Can anybody say amen right there? Oh, Praise be yes. unto God. Yep, there it is. Triplets. Somebody said he has triplets. How old? They're getting ready to turn five on Valentine's Day. Holy wow. smoke. So the, the one thing I wanted to ask you just, just <laughs> off the gate, how do you balance? All, I mean, we talked about balance in, the, in, the, in, the, in one of these episodes. Let's talk about balance, Nolan. How's, how's that look in your life, brother? When you think about balance, I always say, oh, man, it's one day at a time. And Emily's quick to jump in, and she says one hour at a time. <laughs> one hour at a time. One hour, baby. And that's the honest truth. Our Google calendar is just filled out. We have a plan for the week. <laughs> And I'm just a big believer in, you know, <laughs> planning it out and it lays out. But I think for us, it's the little moments. Mm. Uh, mm. Every time Emily goes somewhere, grocery store, run an errand, get her hair done, she's taking a kid. Oh, wow. Every time. Yeah. yeah. But then she has her times to herself, and we balance that as well. But for them, it's so easy for us to treat them like a unit. Mm. You got this group of kids, like a little <laughs> wad of ducks following you around. But, man, they're all... Their own individual. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's good. And you hear that a lot, but so to highlight their individualities, and we even, you know, a lot of people do the alliteration with the names, and that's that's cool. <laughs> but we we intentionally went away from that right. so that we could try along their journey individuality to highlight their individuality. Wow, and, that's big. And just balance that's them good. as individuals. Well, as far as our schedule, I mean, we had three kids sick with strep this week, so <laughs> you learn wow. to hit curveballs. Wow. <laughs> I guess. Goodness. So, the, the, well, and we talked about this in the last podcast, or maybe it's coming up. I don't remember which one it is yet. But finding time with your spouse in the midst of that. We, you know, you said a lot of times, Pastor, that people come to you in a counseling situation, in a marriage counseling. It's like, I ain't got time to spend time with my yeah. spouse. I got the kids. What you mean, well, spend time with my how, spouse, man? How do you man? find that moment? How do you find that quiet moment with him? So I'm going to let an expert, Eli. We have an expert witness up here. I'm going to let him answer that. How do you, how do you guys, in the midst of the father model mode you're in, how how do you put that down and and find time for you you and Emily? How do you yeah. do that? So when you were talking about giving your best before. Sometimes it's so easy to say, well, here's our calendar, and if we have time, let's go do something. Yeah. Yeah. When the stars perfectly align. Yeah, when you got that moment. Let's go grab dinner. When nobody has strep. That never yeah. will happen. Every day is some new adventure. We're also blessed, too, that we've got family around. So just, just getting somewhere, getting here tonight to eat some brisket chili. Ooh, a lot amen. of logistics involved Great. with just amen. every little thing that we do. And so I've, we've been thankful that we've got grandparents you know or our parents that are their grandparents they love the heck out of them hey can they come spend the night with grandma and they're like on their let way let me think about it yeah <laughs> yeah so that that's that's a big blessing to try to lean into that too i think and, that's awesome dude yeah and, and we're big on you know we're talking about setting dreams setting goals so at the end of start of every year 
we try to say, hey, what are our expectations? Wow. What do we good. want that to be? And I, I always like feel like I fall short of those. I'm, I'm the most critical of myself, but but uh, that's how we try to balance it for yeah. sure and try to give the best. Put you, that on the calendar first. Well, I'm going to tell you, someone just a casual observer outside, you guys are doing it. Uh, I will tell this little story on these two. Um, our small group went to a baseball game up at McCormick Field together this summer, and they had all those youngins right up there. They were like two rows ahead of, of Tammy and I, and we were keeping a couple kids that night. So, man, to watch you with four, and Tammy and I were trying to manage too. We were trying to channel some of that older older days, get some of those ideas back, and, and to watch how you uh, how you handled, like you say, a unit, a bunch of kids just right there. And you might not have seen this, but at, at, at one point Nolan took them all out to the concession stand, I'm guessing. He was going out with them to either buy some dipping Dons. Bathroom. Dons. It was bathroom. all bathroom. It was bathroom. <laughs> no concession stand. That's what it was. So he's headed down the steps with all those young'uns. And I just sat and look at Emily down here, and she literally sat way back in her seat, and she just went, <laughs> I mean, the biggest cleansing breath I've ever seen anybody take in my life she took. And I thought, God bless her. Right there, brother, I did. I said, you okay, sis? She said, this is one of the few moments of the day no one's hanging on me right here. This is one of those That's moments. True. So I appreciate what you do, We man. still have those Dippin' Dot hats. <laughs> nice. Baseball hats first. I love that, It's like man. their little cereal bowls. I love that. Yeah. So y'all, y'all got to be on it, man. You really do. You got to be intentional about it. That's what you're saying. Got to have a plan. I mean, opportunistic, yes, but intentionally opportunistic. Kind of have a plan to where when the door opens, you got a way that you yep, can walk through for it. For sure. Absolutely. So I think I, that's really good. I got, a, I got a question for you, Nolan. Just as, you know, just from a dad's perspective, what, what would you say is the, the best thing about being a dad? I mean, there's got to be something you could say to that. I mean, there's probably a lot of good things, but what would you say would be the, one of the best things? Yeah. Whenever people always – people hear the triplet thing and they're like, oh, my gosh, how is that? <laughs> Tell me the war stories. And I, I've kind of learned to say – it's a very polarizing experience. Mm. That's how I think of it in my mind. The, the good times, unbelievable. Yeah. The bad times, unbelievable. unbelievable. <laughs> it, for the math nerds, it's like the standard deviation of your life experience okay. is bigger. You're, you're in stocks, not yes. bonds. Like the good times are just... They're through the roof. It, it, so, does that make sense? You like that? All the equities, man. All yeah. the equities. But when you say blessings, it's when your son catches their first fish mm. or when they make their first basket. When your daughter, oh, wow. when you're your daughter's ball coach and you have those little high five moments, when you're going to bed and they say, Dad, put on the puppet show again. I, to me, I think it's those. You see them have those milestone events. They do something great at school. That's a blessing. Those are something to celebrate. But I, I don't know. I'm a, I, I'm a believer that those little moments when, you're, when your little four-year-old daughter hugs your leg and says, Dad, you're the best dad in the whole world. Gosh. I'm like, I could say that to myself a thousand times, but when she says it to me, I melt. I don't melt in front of her. I'm trying to be tough dad, but when I close the door, I'm just like, oh, man, that's my girl. That's so I, I don't know. I think, I think just those little moments just add up the equity tank for sure. I love it. Dude, that's gold. That's awesome, dude. What do you think, Nolan, what do you think the greatest challenge is in our circumstances today? in the world in which we live, the context in which we live our lives, being men that love Jesus, that love our families, that love our children, 
What do you think the greatest challenge to fatherhood and being the man in that role is today? I think it's distractions. Okay. I think we get pulled in so many other directions mm. that it's hard mm. to give our kids our best. Yeah. It's hard to give our wife our best because we also have all the convictions to be, you know, bring in the, bring in the bread. Yeah. So we yeah. want to give our best at work. But, you know, work is work. Family's always going to be there. Yeah. So I, I think the challenges are, you know, distractions. Mm-hmm. There's a million of them now. Try to be a sports fan, and it's like your kids are wanting to ask questions about what's a first down. You're like, I'll tell you when this is over. But (laughs) but that moment, man, if you could take that moment, and it's like they just want dad's attention. So anyway, I I think distractions are are huge. And I think the other one, too, is expectations. Wow. Especially for new dads. That's good. What do we expect this to be like? How much time, how much of our time (laughs) do we have to give up, and how much do we have to sacrifice I think if we appropriately calibrate our expectations early mm-hmm. on, I think that really helps shape the trajectory. I like it. Being a, a good dad, I guess. But, oh, the challenges, I could give you a bunch of specific examples, unlimited. Yeah. Um, I, there's a, I think there's a reason. I'm a believer there's a reason that Jesus wasn't talked about in the Bible until he was a little bit older. Yeah. Mm. Mary was changing diapers. <laughs> <laughs> that was the story for a while. I slept on the room of the triplets bedroom in an unheated room for six months eight months i think and was doing bottles they slept in shifts like they were firefighters like every 90 minutes they would tag out be like it's your turn go wake them up and i mean that's what we did so those you know those type of things you almost black out from those first 18 months just because it was just it's a grind but I think early on, and then yeah, teenagers, you got that whole window. So I, there's there's certainly a lot of challenges. Of yeah, my wife always says every year they get older. She's like, "This is my new favorite age. This is my new favorite <laughs> I can age." I hear her it's, saying that, brother. Yeah, I can. Yeah. So from a, a Christian, you're a Christian man, obviously, and and you know, I know you guys, I know you, you you do this well, but just for the other guys out there, how can you encourage Christian men and Christian fathers uh, to lead their homes in a, a Christ-like way? It's hard to do it in a silo. Mm. Oh, it's hard good. to do that when you're by yourself. That's good. So we were talking about the importance of church yeah. and community. Mm-hmm. I, I think just and listening to this podcast at, at the appropriate times, at, at mm-hmm. a God-ordained time, I think it, it, without that fuel, yeah, yeah you'll burn out. Mm. Uh, the logistics, the day-to-day life, you'll get your focus on the negatives. So I, I think you've just got to continue to have that community, the encouragers, the men who you can talk real with. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that is infinitely important, and it's hard because we yes, don't want to show we don't want to show the imperfections. We yeah. don't want to show yep. the lack of toughness. We don't want to show the imperfections. We want to see we want to show our highlight reel on social yes, media. Sir. That's right. Um, but yep. the the real treasure is the behind the scenes. Mm. Yeah, that's the gold, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's where it is, man. It is. Now I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask Nolan this question, but you guys in the house. I, w- I want you to receive this question too. And we have a mic for these guys up here. And, and maybe as this question kind of flows from my mouth, formulate your answer, okay? And maybe I'd love for a few of you to come and just answer this question as well as after we let Nolan have first crack. Is that all right? I'll lead with off. You? All right, brother, here we go. So what to you is the best piece? I'm going to let you choose which way you answer this, okay? What's the best piece of fatherly 
advice you either a either got or that you could give and maybe it's the same thing maybe the same thing's the answer to those but maybe you could either give the best piece or what's the best piece you ever got i i, I see a billboard when i drive every day and it just says take time to be a dad today mm. that's all it says and i just think that's so powerful and like i was saying earlier it's in those little moments and you know I think the people, I feel really convicted about the people who ask, am I being a good dad? What does it take to be a good dad? I wonder if I'm doing a good job as a dad. Yeah. Mm. And my conviction is if you're asking that question, you're probably doing you probably all right. Are. You're probably good, doing Noah. pretty good. Yeah, that's good. So I, I, there's, I mean, all kinds of books and, and things to, to follow, practical things, I, I imagine. But I, I, I'm a believer that it's those little day-to-day moments, the bedtime story, the going, don't miss a ball game, mm. you know, 90% of it's just being present. I like that. I, I guess. I, so that, that's the best advice I've yeah. been given and demonstrated by my dad. Yeah, there he you was, go. He, he was there. We had a ball game. He didn't care he if it was there. in Franklin. He was there. He was there. And so I, I think that is the world. Your kids just, they just want you there. I agree. I agree. That's that's fantastic. That's good. Uh, anybody want to walk up? You make your way up, and if you want to, anybody want to? Um, I, I want to share just a couple of thoughts on this grand need for this kind of fathers. Uh, this grand need. You know, statistically today, um, I was talking to one of my mentors in the faith, one of the guys that I have an accountability with, and he was telling me the other day that in the state of North Carolina, that that they have done a study. That 70%, I shared this with Eli maybe the other day, 70% of our students in North Carolina have a direct connection with someone who's incarcerated. Mm. Wow. And a lot of those people are their daddies. Yep. And you're seeing what's going on in the world today by an absence of fatherhood in the home. Yep. And folks, we need it. Gentlemen, we need it. For those who don't have a fatherly presence, we have to be the ones that stand in the gap for those young students that are coming up. I, I tell everybody, I got the greatest dad that ever lived, I believe. So I have no excuses, but there's a large portion of our people that do not have, there's a large portion of the students growing up that don't have that. So giant, it's giant, this godly, fatherly influence in the home. Anybody want to come up and say, come on, brother. didn't see it coming and uh, but you know you got to be consistent as much as you can and um, when they know that when things happen that you're going to be there to mm. fight for them mm. and that'll happen for years yes it will it's good my oldest is 40, and my youngest is 36. When things blow up, dad gets called. Call dad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's good. If you didn't hear what he said right at the beginning, he said be consistent. That's good. You got to be consistent. 
You got to be consistent in people's lives. Anybody else want to say anything? Best piece of advice you've ever given, or or maybe the best piece of advice someone gave you? Uh, no pressure. Just letting you guys be as involved as you want to be up here. Come right on, brother. I love that. All right. Well, uh, I want to dovetail off of what Nolan said here. That uh, it's kind of like if you're having doubts of being a good dad or not, or really in anything in life then yeah, you're probably doing good. I feel like that's the humble part yeah. that the Holy Spirit has within us because we're constantly grinding, we're constantly climbing, and we're constantly trying to be the best person that we can. I was raised by a non-believer. Wow. And uh, my parents divorced when I was two, and I got to see him on the weekends mainly, you know, but I, I still honor my father yes, sir. with every single thing I got. And what's really neat, too, is that he didn't like being called father. He liked being called dad. So then when I got <laughs> saved, it was such a great transition of calling him my heavenly father and having my daddy here on earth. Amen. Wow. And still, even though he's not a believer, I've been trying. I've been trying to work Keep with sewing, him. man. I've been praying too, and, and he's, he doesn't cuss as much since then. <laughs> <laughs> Which has been great. It's honestly, it's been great. But that man taught me what man glitter is, you know, sawdust. He's taught me how, Amen. To, how to build things, how to canoe, kayak. I mean, he put me through the ringer, and I absolutely love it. And so I just want to say that, you know, your kids are going to love you no matter what because you're, you're their dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that relationship is, is phenomenal regardless of what's going on. And so uh, you're always going to do your best unless, unless, of course, you're trying not to. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think it's uh, sufficient to say that when we got the Holy Ghost with us, we're doing pretty good. Amen. You know? That's exactly right. Us. Plus, I mean, Romans eight twenty eight. you know, all things work for the good for them that love God. That's right. And so even those that don't, we're still going to get the You're still going to get the good. Amen. That's it. You are, man. That's it. Amen. Thank you all. You need to come up and sit in my seat, dude. You're just rolling. <laughs> You're just rolling out there, man. I love that. Anybody else have anything you want to say in this vein of fatherhood? Maybe something, maybe a spiritual father that's sown into your life. There's no pressure. I appreciate you guys being willing to come up and say that, man. So uh, fatherhood, this area where we really want to press into to being the man. I thought about Nolan being here. I, I, I couldn't escape Psalm 127, man. It says, blessed is a man whose quiver is full. So you are severally blessed, brother. You really are. You are blessed with a lot of children. I think of Proverbs 23, another verse that I, that I thought about in, in the realm of fatherhood. A man who fathers a wise child rejoices in him. When you see your youngins doing really well, mm-hmm. Isn't that something that warms your heart when you see them out there being who they are? Uh, Man, that's being who the Lord, let me just say that, being who the Lord wants them to be and pursuing Him. There's just nothing better than that. And I know, uh, I I, I was kind of joking with Eli, I said they got the gray-haired guy on this end of the table. They got the fair-haired guy on that end of the table, the blonde, <laughs> and, and everybody else that comes up right in the middle. So you guys that are coming up are doing good. But it doesn't matter where you are um, in the spectrum. It's a joy when you see your kids doing well, doing the right thing, and following after the leadership of the Lord. I want us to pray together. And um, maybe with the guys at your table, just kind of grab each other, connect with each other, and, and just share, man, if your father's, uh, maybe, maybe you know, some folks, the Lord doesn't give physical children to. He just doesn't. And maybe that's your case. You, I guarantee you, you're a spiritual father in someone's life. And if you're not at this moment, pray that the Lord sends you some people. Yeah. 
into your life to be able to mentor and to oversee. Maybe maybe you're like Tammy and I, and maybe your kids are, are kind of out and doing their thing. You know, we've been blessed to be in that young married class, man. Mm-hmm. I really feel like all your kids belong to us at some level. I love being around them, love sowing into their lives, love after class standing outside and watching all y'all corral them is the, is the correct word, watching my, hey, 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 and there's a thousand of them running around. <laughs> so I'm kind of getting that, that taste of, of mentoring in a way that I never had a chance to before when I was watching after my own in those moments. So just pray with one another in the place that you are. Pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit that you will be the father, the spiritual father that the Lord wants you to be, that he will give you the power, the authority, and we need the wisdom to be able to do it. We surely do. So go ahead, Eli. For the guys out there on the stream too, anybody that's on our live stream, feel free to connect and and continue to pray with us. You know, we're, we're, we're all in this here too, so you guys grab a hand at home and pray with those of you who are gathered together. This is a moment where we can all corporately hear the uh, Lord can hear our prayers together. So, All right. Y'all are at your leisure. You guys pray too. If you drop out for a minute, we're going to take a little break at the end of this prayer, and then we'll be back with our next segment. Okay? Thank you guys for being with us. <laughs> 